Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of the Stuff and Thangs podcast. It's Wednesday, which means it's Walking Dead Wednesday once again. I am Sam, joining me to discuss the latest episode, it's Stefan. Oh, I am most certainly here today with you. Yes, I am. Oh God, it's Eugene. <laughs> no, it's God. Oh. Oh. You're a massive fan of his. I, I cannot stand the character. Actor, fantastic, really nice guy. Character, absolute cockwomble. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good start to the show. Uh, so let's dive <laughs> straight in. Uh, it is season 11 of The Walking Dead. It is episode 19. The title of the episode was... Variant. Yeah, well, in this episode we have two kind of key storylines within the Commonwealth and one out and about. So we're going to start in the Commonwealth so we can get the, the Eugene heavy aspect out of the way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on the kind of what's going on here overall? Because there was a lot of stuff in this which, I, I don't know, I was kind of like, storylines have been building and this episode kind of, for me, contradicted a little bit of where we were. And I don't know. I I, I felt mostly confused. What, what yeah, about yourself? I again, I've got to say, I'm I'm enjoying these little flashbacks at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's worth almost saying, like yeah. it's almost like a previously on sort of like this episode is clearly going to be heavily reliant on Eugene. This is kind of where he came from, why he's here and stuff. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed the flashbacks. This was the first one that I watched it. And I think I messaged you going, ah, crap, Eugene episode. Yeah. But but I'm enjoying the little flashbacks. That's my first little note. Yeah. Uh, my second note is, as the flashback shows, this little worm has led to the death of multiple people. Yep. And he's just a character that all the way through the show, I have had no affection towards. Yeah. And like from his first appearance, I'm like, yeah, he can get bitten. <laughs> That'd be fine. I wouldn't mind. He can get bitten. That's fine. Yeah, but in this episode, it's kind of like everything built to this big thing last week of Sebastian getting bitten. Yeah, and there was so much tension everywhere, and everything's kind of like everyone's divided. Everyone's divided, and now like we had someone walk past and go, "That's the guy that killed Sebastian." And it's like, yeah. oh wait a minute, no, you guys all stood there and watched him get bitten. Why are we? kind of now weirdly like oh it was all Eugene, Eugene's the bad guy, no one else oh Sebastian was such a great guy, oh no and I'm like what, 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 yeah. what's happened? Well, what well I don't I don't think anyone was saying what a great guy he was but I do think everyone's kind of like oh look there's the guy we can blame um, yeah and that's, and that's kind of how the Commonwealth appears to work uh, the, the mob, the mob needs someone to blame and as long as the mob has someone to blame, they'll be happy. And we kind of saw that the week earlier. They're all wanting to lynch Sebastian. You know, he's he's led to all these disappearances and all these people dying. 
And Pamela went, no, no, it wasn't him. It was this Hornsby guy and I've arrested him. And the mob were like, yay! <laughs> like, no one went, are you sure? <laughs> it's it just like total mob mentality. Whenever yeah. whenever mob mentality is demonstrated in any TV or film, it makes me think of The Simpsons. The Simpsons of people of Springfield would literally riot over anything and everything. And yes. as I've gotten older, I've realised just how accurate that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is mob mentality. It is this kind of like, oh, okay, the people in charge have told me this, therefore I don't need to be angry about that anymore. They're like, I'm angry, I'm angry, I need someone to blame. Ah, that person, brilliant. And it kind of filters into them because, like you say, like they're out on the streets like, oh, that's the guy who killed Sebastian. Everyone, point at him, you know, and, yeah. and 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 then none of us have to feel any kind of responsibility because it's all on him. Um, yeah. Daryl obviously intervenes at that moment, gets him off the street. Eugene is separated from the lovely Maxine. And, lovely woman. And Max uh, is eventually found and arrested. Um, what do you think about the interaction with her and her brother Mercer? So... She's taken into like the the police holding cell. Yeah, he is. He, Pamela Milton's got up in his face about, and and it's such a, such a. Uh, oh, what's the right word here? Such a threat she makes, but like veiled, like such a clever threat of like, oh, you know, your sister's served me faithfully for ten years, and clearly there must just be like a blip because you know if it wasn't that you know we'd have to deal with that there must but, be like some outside presence yeah but you know but if there was someone else like that was at fault then i'm sure we could help your sister and i was just like okay yeah so basically find me someone to blame or your sister is the one to blame yeah and i mean like the fact that uh you know his sister is the one who did the recordings and stuff yeah, it's gonna take a fair bit to be able to cover over this one, but you know, you, but, but you are, get me the person willing, that yeah. is responsible for it. Yeah, yeah, but are willing. Now, Mercer is obviously out to try and look after his sister, which is fine, and and that's more than understandable. Um, but when I saw this interview, I mean, he obviously is like, okay, here's your confession sort of thing, and she's reading it like, no, <laughs> this yeah. is absolute nonsense. I I do feel. I feel a bit for Mercer in this, because I, I personally, and many people might have a different view on this, I'd love yours, I think she's a bit of a dick to him in this moment. Yeah, in the same, yeah, the way she's kind of like, nope, not doing it, not doing it, and he's like, no, literally, they are going to try to kill you yeah. if you don't do it. I am doing this to save your life. Yeah. My neck is out on the line as well here. I am saving your life. And she's like... I'm not reading that I just didn't take my medication. What a load yeah. of crap. Oh. So, uh. Well, I mean, that that kind of it was, uh, you know, an argument between the two. But the fact she invoked their father would be ashamed of him was the yeah, bit that was that a I low thought. blow. Yeah, it? it was like this moment I just thought, whoa, wait a minute. What? I'm fairly confident any parent would be like, look after your sister, which is exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that felt pretty low. And, and the thing about Mercer and this is I'm kind of like... I feel for him in that because he's trying to do the best he can. He's trying to survive the best he can. Uh, he recognizes the safety of the Commonwealth is his best chance for him and his sister. 
Yeah. Um, he's obviously in a position of real power and influence there. You know, he's well regarded by all the citizens. Remember, Mercer, Mercer, yeah, Mercer, exactly, Mercer, yeah, Mercer, yeah, yeah. Like the you know, the mob like him, respect him. Um, and we also then see that Princess leaves him. Um, you know, the guy's having been, a bad twenty-four hours. Yeah, those two have been dating now. Obviously, because of Eugene, all of the Alexandrians, etc., and all that group all get rounded up by police in question to find him. Princess takes real exception to that, and you know, in he he um he's already had like a confrontation with Rosita, someone he gets on with normally over it, yeah. and now Princess is leaving. No. Again, I'm really feeling for the guy in this instance because he is caught in like an impossible situation. He's trying his absolute best to be this protector, be this guy who looks after people. And yeah, and then she leaves. So his sister like invokes their dead parents to have a go at him. He gets back to his room and his his girl is leaving him. What what are your thoughts on Mercer right now? What's Where's your head at? I'm interested to see where his head is at. Yeah. Because we know from previous episodes that he's not fully Team Milton. No, no. He's Team Commonwealth. He's Team Commonwealth in the community and he just wants to keep people safe. Yeah. Which, in an essence, he's still trying to do now, even for the Alexandrians. Because he's like, look, just tell Eugene, hand himself in, because otherwise everyone else... Mm. is in for it like not just his sister yeah. but you know all of them that have come in with him are all now in trouble yeah and it's like just get him to hand him like he says to Rosita like I know you're going to see him yeah I know he'll come to you because you guys are close just tell him to do the right thing yeah hand himself in so that the rest of you aren't in trouble yeah and so he's still kind of following that same looking after people protecting people sort of role yeah and at the same time, everything is being taken away from him. His sister's turned against him. His girlfriend's turned against him. The only person that he kind of respected a bit in the force has just kind of gone against him. Yeah. And he's kind of just left there going, well, what am I doing this for? Yeah, and, and that's the kind of going to be the key question that I think is going to hit him, which is, who exactly am I protecting now? Which I think is going to be interesting. Because he also says about, you know, hand himself in, I'll look after him, he will get a trial. And, and like, someone says, what, a fair trial? Yeah, princess, is that a fair trial then? And, and I think I think in Mercer's mind, he, he, you know, in, he feels like the Commonwealth is built around, you know, the remnants of the US government and, you know, fairness, democracy. But I think at the same time, He's realizing as pe- as more and more as the new people of quite like princess questions things, and as more and more people question, I think he's realizing okay, so it's not a democracy; it's the Milton family, and yeah. it's not a you know is it going to be a fair trial? Actually, no, it's probably not going to be a fair trial. So it's going to be interesting to me where that goes because of course Eugene does hand himself in at the end, yay, Every- and when he when he does that. I can almost, like, he, one of the things he makes clear and says out loud in front of a room full of everybody is he acted alone, Maxine, nothing to do with it. Yeah, she was there, but only there in person, not in everything else, yeah. So, with that being the case, and the look on Mercer's face is like, 
might not overly like this guy, but he has just literally stepped up to save my sister's life. There's like almost like a look of respect on his face. Like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, it is, and and it's also a kind of like, you know, he put all that in front of his sister to save her. She was telling him to get stuffed. Eugene's just literally handed himself in, knowing that he's probably going to get killed. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> But he's done that knowing he's going to get probably executed. So Mercer's now in this kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Um, you know, I was trying to save my sister. You have done it. Yeah. Do you deserve to die for something I actually know my sister did? Yeah, that's going to be that's, that's, it's gonna be interesting to see where his head's at at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the character of Mercer. I know he's one that's been introduced fairly recently in relative terms, but... I, I've enjoyed him from the start, you know, I mean, just like visually a great character, but uh, as more, as you got to know him more and more, I think it's just a real interesting addition to, to the cast. Uh, I do I agree, like I do agree. And the fact that he's kind of, he's one of those characters that has stayed kind of level the whole way through. His character hasn't jumped around, but he has stayed yeah. kind of true to his values as such. Yeah. From day one, the first time we met him, we were like, whoa. Yeah. This guy means business. And yeah, he did. This guy, yeah. He did mean business. And we find out that he meant business because he was protecting the people inside the walls. So you don't yeah. let people in that aren't worthy of being in the stuff. And he's kind of kept that the whole way through, which I quite like. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So one of the things in the last week's episode was about Hornsby. Um, Hornsby... Uh, we know was sort of out and about doing bad things uh was held accountable by pamela milton as yep. per carol's plan to help get her son off the hook and then we had this situation where this week he's in a cell um and pamela confronts him and says like i know you had your people kill like a cleaning crew who turned and ripped people apart and killed my son. Mm-hmm. This whole scene with these two was where I found real confusion in this episode. Because even now, having watched it, stepped away from it, I'm still not convinced I understood what happened. No, she went in there with this kind of, you've killed my son, rah, 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 sort of yeah. thing. Like, proper... And I can understand that. Her son yeah, is yeah. right. So, yeah. yeah fully understand. But then, the the whole coin flip thing that Hornsby's done before about the living yeah. and dying stuff. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that makes... That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, if you were that angry with someone for killing your son, which, as we say, very understandable, even if your son was a complete twad, yeah. you know, you still... Fair enough. And we've just seen her... We see her with cleaning his body up and stuff just yep. before he turns yep um, there was a line in that where she's talking to him before he turns yeah and she's saying about you know oh, at least we're not going to disappoint each other anymore and all this yeah. sort of thing and it's kind of like almost like a nice mother and son kind of moment yeah kind of but then as soon as he turns she turns to the guard and deal with it well and it was like oh <clears throat> it was cold but at the same time I, I kind of get it. Um, yeah. You know, the, it's not him anymore. And it's almost 
I was having this weird governor flashback with the governor's daughter. And yeah. I had this image of her keeping him like in a room and going to visit him and stuff. Which actually, when you look at the end of the Hornsby scene, yeah, might not be that different. No, um, I know, which is why I'm really confused because, so she, Hornsby is in this room. Uh, she drags in one of his agents who's been shot in the head, thrown him on the floor, and then brings her son in, like on a leash. Yeah, but throws down a machete. And uh, like I'm baffled. Does she say feed my son? I, I don't... Yeah. So Hornsby has agreed, has basically begged for his life. Like I'll mm. never do anything bad again. I'm, I'm yeah. completely on your side. I'll do anything for your family. Yeah. She does the weird coin choose a hand to live or yeah. die thing, yeah. which was just weird. Yeah. And then yeah, throws him a machete. Feed my son, and I'm like, uh, no. I, I don't get what? that. What? Why? Why are we... Okay. Weird. Very, very strange. Yeah. I Like that whole... Yeah. I didn't get that. I'm, I'm just sort of still... Because at one point I thought she was literally going to let her son in there to eat Hornsby. And I was kind of like, oh, wow, dark. This is what I was... When he was brought in on the lead, I was kind of like expecting though, hmm. when they let the lead get closer and yeah. closer to the net. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still... But no. Because feed my son... Well, he's going to have to kill your son because if they take him off the lead, he's going to go straight for the one that's alive, not the one that's dead. Exactly, yeah. So... But I'm guessing that means that what they're going to keep him on the lead in the corner and he's going to literally have to hand cut an arm off and here's an arm. Here's oh, a foot. Just, it's weird. It's, yeah. It's really weird and like... Not in a kind of like, oh, she's so messed up, but, but just in a kind of like, this makes no sense, weird. Yeah. So Very strange. Yeah, didn't overly like that scene. I, I felt it went nowhere. I, I felt Pamela just creepy with with him, and yeah, I, I just... And the thing is, we're, we're getting to that stage now where there's not many episodes left. No. So therefore, when weird stuff like this happens... Yeah, we're. I'm kind of looking at it, going, "Well, number one, that was weird. Number two, you've only got X amount of time left to finish this story." Yeah, and we're really now looking at one, two, three, what five episodes left? Yeah, to finish this story, and you've kind of chosen to spend five, ten minutes of it doing that. Why? Yeah, that's valid, and also. You know, with storylines, you can have twists and turns, and characters, you can have interactions that turn sour, then better again. But when you're at this end game stage, you know, these final episodes, the fact that in the previous one, you know, they were against each other, and the fact that his actions led to the death of her son, it doesn't make sense to me that she's then going to be, okay, alright, I'll forgive you. Yeah, it, no sense at all. It would yeah. make sense walking into that room and leaving a walker in there to eat him. Yep. But, I would be more on board with the, the letting her son eat him. Well, I, I'd be like, damn, that was brutal. Jeez, Pamela's not to be met. You know, I'd have that yeah. kind of like answers that question. Yeah, is Pamela going to follow through with this crap? Oh, yes, yeah, she yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but the fact that it was like this weird, okay, we'll be back as allies again and. 
you know, and then this weird, again, twist, but not a twist, because she leaves him a machete. I just don't know what the hell that was. I mean, he's got a machete in his hand now, and a walker there. Now, I know where that machete would be going. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Oh, he tried to attack me, so I had to put him down. Yeah, no, it's it's it was a weird scene that just yeah. didn't go anywhere. So um, <clears throat> that aside, uh, and the events of the Commonwealth, I don't think there's anything else to pick up from that. Um, obviously, there's bits and pieces about our group trying to get out with Daryl, etc. But yeah, well, the the king himself, Ezekiel, is still very much on the thing of nope, I am staying here to help people. Yeah, I kind yeah. of feel like that's where his story is going to end. Again, with only the five episodes left, I'm starting yeah. to think that Eugene is just going to be... Um, Ezekiel, sorry, is going to be one of those characters which is kind of slowly written out as, yep, he's just going to stay here, he's just going to carry on living. Yeah. Well, I, I, and... I don't know. I, 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 see, going into this episode, I felt we were going to start to see a few deaths, to be honest yeah, with you. I did. I saw some bits on social media because, you know... They like to tell everyone in America what's happening before the UK get a chance to see it. Yeah, uh, which is really delightful when they do that. So you have to, if you're a UK viewer of The Walking Dead, you have to stay off of social media. Yeah, for at least twenty four hours. Well, but, about a week now, thanks to AMC oh, thanks Plus. To the plus. Yeah. Um, but I saw a picture go up of four characters, and it was, I really hope you enjoyed this thrilling episode. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. So I've gone into this episode going like. The last six episodes, everyone's still alive. You're now posting pictures of the cast. Oh, people are going to start dying. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Well, me and you have talked a lot about tropes in TV shows. And one of the tropes in TV shows where you're going to lose someone is when you start to see people who don't normally have a lot of dialogue get lines. And, and love interests. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to be together forever. And you're like, ah, they're dead. One yeah. of them, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in this episode, uh, we see Lydia and her new love interest. We see Jerry. We see Aaron. <clears throat> and they're on this wagon heading down a long, lonesome road. And everything's okay. And they see what looks like a sort of herd moving ahead of them. So they decide to stop. Jerry's of the opinion, no, we want to stay on the road, really, so let's wait him out. Um, you know, we've got plenty of time. But Aaron seems to have this real bee in his bonnet about getting there and not stopping. And talking of things that make no sense. Yeah. Um, I know we messaged each other a little bit on WhatsApp late last night. We did, we, yeah. I, I watched this episode quite late last night, and, we, and I was messaging you throughout. And well, until you told me to get lost, you need to sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm watching the episode, and I'm like, Aaron's been around for a long time. He has. He is a clever guy. Yep. He has survived some really bad situations. Yep. And he's made the odd silly mistake here and there, like yeah, the, all the, characters have. As all characters have. But in this episode, it just felt like it was one stupid decision after the other. But there was no explanation as to why he was making these stupid decisions. No. Everything seemed like a real <clears throat> rush and everything was really rushed and we've got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. Yeah. Why? Have yeah. Oceanside only got enough food to last a day and that was a week ago? Or like... Yeah, it, felt, it felt very much like we needed a better explanation as to why he was in such a hurry. 
the fact the other three were so laid back just meant that what does he know that is making him push like this? Yeah. Um, because it, it didn't make any sense. And then when it gets to the end and he's like, you know, this was all my mistake, this was my fault, um, you know, sorry everyone, and he's all relaxed again. It's kind of like, so literally you were just doing that for no reason. You woke up this morning and chose violence instead of, you know... basically woke up and chose, I need to rush and get this done. Um, You know, a simple line like, look, guys, I don't want to stop. I need to keep moving. I need to get back to Grace. You saw how upset she was at me leaving. Yeah. Every part of you would be like, okay, I accept. You know, it's not making good decisions, but at least we know why he's trying to push. Yeah, even yeah, even at the end of the episodes, yeah, I just really hate being on the road. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, something. I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, but there was nothing. It was just kind of like everything's a rush. Loads of bad. I'm going to take the horse and the wagon off the road and try yeah. and take it through a woods. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm no survivor. I am not living through a zombie apocalypse. However, I can tell you, nice yeah. smooth path and road, or. Yep. Woods with trenches, ditches, hills, roots of trees. Even even like the visibility aspect. If you're on the road, at least you can kind of see in front and behind you and just have to look to the sides. You go through a woods, you've now got 360 danger. Yeah. And it was just like, this makes no sense for Aaron to be making these decisions without us having some sort of reasoning behind it. No, I completely agree. Um, and as seen or as easily predicted, they get stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they get stuck, they need to find a place to bed down for the night. Because some dick runs Jerry over. Because some dick runs Jerry over. Um, now, when I'm watching this, and I think I messaged you when I was watching it, it's like I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Now, the main reason why i got a bad feeling is because I know the title of the episode is variant so i know that in these back eight episodes we are going to see a walker behavior that's different to what we're used to on the show in recent years anyway yeah we have to be careful how we say different (laughs) because everyone seems to have forgotten the first season yeah yeah (laughs) which they have um but we we will do a very brief reminder so we get Jerry injured, and I'm like, okay, so he now can't move very well. Yep. Right, okay, this is worrying. And Lydia has delivered more lines in this episode than I've heard her in a season. And she's talking like, last episode she was talking about the fact that she can't be with someone because of she still yeah. thinks of Henry, and then in this yeah. episode she talks to Aaron, has his big yeah. heart-to-heart, and then kisses a guy, and I'm like, well, she's yeah. dead. Yeah, or he is. Or he's I was thinking, him, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, oh, head on a spike again. Oh, yeah, um, she's talking about how she can't lose someone else. And I'm like, she yeah. has just signed his debt. Yeah, that, that poor guy, you know, what's he done? <laughs> um, and I'm also thinking to myself, we saw how devastated Grace was Aaron leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Aaron would be a very impactful death right now. Yeah. Like, he is a character who's been around a long time. Um, we know the actor himself is very busy with lots of projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, that would be a very big, impactful death with real, you know, consequences, ramifications for everybody. Yeah. So I'm watching this and I'm kind of convinced someone's going to die 
you know, because you remember when, like, the Whisperers showed up and Jesus died, it was because, like, the group were so used to, oh, yeah, deal with some walkers, oh, my God, this one ducked. And, and you know, it was like... That damn. scene, I still think, is one of the most impactful scenes. It was great. It was show. brilliant. Just the, the roundhouse kick, they ducked, yeah. and everyone went, what the... Yeah, yeah. What, the, what the fudge, yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. Now, that therefore what what i kind of liked in this episode is the fact that we had that amazing thing of when the whispers first showed up our group thinking oh my god the walkers are talking to each other yeah um, you know they've evolved what the hell now we have a situation where there is a variant walker there is a walker that is doing things way different and acting and behaving very differently but because they've had this with the whisperers they are assuming it's a whisperer yeah when aaron instantly goes whisperers it was like yeah, <gasps> yeah, oh, and, yeah. and it kind of and it makes perfect sense because that's your experience you're, you're yeah. gonna think that um and we also have this scene where like lydia tries to fight one off and it grabs the weapon and it's like her face is like, oh no, you know. So she stabs it in the chest, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And of course, I'm thinking to myself, like, why would you go for the chest? Well, because she thinks it's a whisperer. Yeah. So in her mind, she's thinking, stab it in the chest, it screams or whatever. Then the other walkers turn on it. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything. Nope. And I don't know whether it's kind of like shock or adrenaline. She doesn't like turn to Aaron and go, oh, I stabbed that thing in the chest, <laughs> you know, and it. But she obviously it's just kind of like panic, I'm guessing. You don't really have chance to go, um, Aaron. <laughs> uh, By the way, remember yeah. when you shot them in the leg and they yeah. screamed? Well, yeah, this the, guy. Yeah, I just stabbed that one in the chest. Now, what we see behavior-wise involves climbing, opening yeah. doors. Yeah. Um, we see lifting of rock as a weapon. Uh, we see climbing up a ladder. Mm. Now. This is very, very different. This, you know, this is very, very different. However, all of it goes back to Walker behavior we saw in Atlanta in the very first season. Yes. We saw a Walker lift the rock to try and break glass. We saw Walkers trying to go up ladders to chase Rick and Glenn. We, we saw, saw Morgan's wife was doing the door handle thing. Exactly, yeah. So, this is behaviour that has been seen in The Walking Dead. However, as fans of the show, we've always looked at that as that was Frank Darabont's vision of how the walkers would behave. And then as the show went on and different showrunners, the behaviour changed. Mm -hmm. Now, the way I think uh, the current showrunner is bringing that back and making it all canon is the word variant. And we saw at the end of World Beyond, anyone who sat through that show just to get the after credits and the final scene, <laughs> is there is a very, very, very different version of Walkers in France right now. They are running uh, and jumping and They are World things. War Z zombies level. They are the sort of level where I've just taken myself out on day one because easier. Yeah, yeah, the, the, those are the ones I look at and go, okay, that's that's the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I'm not surviving that. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna end now. Yeah. Uh, that'd be easier. Yeah. yeah, don't don't fancy being eaten by one of them. Um, so it's 
it, we know that exists. We know that's out there. And knowing the title of this episode, I knew we were going to cut out. I, I kind of liked the fact they tied it back to season one. I kind of like the fact that Aaron discussed, you know, I've heard rumours of walkers that can do stuff like this. Although I like, want to know where he's heard the rumours from, because he's been with this group for a hell of a long time and never mentioned it. Well, I, th- I think he also kind of summarises why he wouldn't, which is, I just thought it was crap. Mm. You know, if someone, if think about, you know, 10 years in the apocalypse... And all you have ever seen is the mindless ones. All you've ever seen is that. And someone says to you, oh, I saw one lift up a rock once and try and hit me with it. You're going to go, all right, mate. Or you're going to go, oh, I wonder if that was a whisperer. True. Yeah. You're not going to go around telling everyone something is gospel. But but if you then see it with your own eyes, your brain's going to go, wow, I remember so-and-so saying this to me. Yeah, you know, and and you're gonna suddenly start thinking about it. So, it, it it to me was just this kind of neat way of making the walkers in season one. You know, you, you're just kind of like back selling, and I like that. I like the fact that they've done that. Uh, it means anyone who watches the show now, start to finish, can watch the show start to finish and be like, "All oh, right, so that was meant to happen," you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of, what, what is interesting to me is like, there was just, it appeared to only be one in amongst this small herd. Well, yeah, that's what I'm not sure because a couple, there was a couple, cause obviously we had the one that got stabbed in the chest and caught yeah. the gut, like the weapon. Yeah. And when Who, he tried to, he tried to pull the, the mask off thinking it was a whisperer and, and it was the just, whole face came off. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. That was so gross. Yeah. So we know definitely that one, cause that was one that he pulled the knife out of the chest. So we know that yeah. was the same zombie. Yeah. So, but was that the same one that tried to open the door? Not sure. Not sure. And when there's Aaron and Jerry were left down there with the door opening, I had yeah. fear. Yeah, man, yeah. I was like, oh, Jerry's going to do the whole, I can't climb up there. Yeah. Now, what got me? So, Elijah yeah, got yeah. a kind of boost up. Yeah. And then had to help Lydia up. Yeah. Jerry's a big bloke with a busted leg. I, I, I and just I, appears at the top as Aaron holds the door. I, like, was th- I was thinking that, and it's quite kind of funny because... He's obviously a big guy, but he's also quite a powerful guy, strong, strong yeah. guy. And uh, there's a line where he says something like, "Can you make that?" And he's like, "You know, I, I, you're bloody right, I will. You know, I will make that." Yeah. <laughs> um, and it kind of just made me laugh. Is like, you know, that scenario of like adrenaline, you know, kicks in, and is like, yeah. "Can can you possibly make that jump, or can you do that?" And he he literally just horses himself up there. Like there is no, there is yeah. no messing about. There is no kind of like. Um, I'm. This is gonna hurt me a lot, but I'm not being eaten today. No. Um, and then when so, they're all sat on the roof, yeah, they're looking over. We could jump over them, and he's yeah. like, "Let me just tighten this yeah, rag on me, my let leg. Let me just okay. tighten this rag around my leg because clearly I'm going to die trying to do this." Um, the scene where the the walkers coming up and Jerry's knelt there, mm. uh, sat there. That was that was very terrifying for me. So I'm going to say something potentially controversial now. Mm-hmm. I love Jerry. Don't want him to die. Um, 
I like the Aaron character. Don't want Aaron to die. I've got no dislike for either of the other characters who were there. Yep. However, I feel someone should have died in this episode. I felt at the end of this episode, the four of them going away on their wagon, happy. King Jerry! Was bullshit. And I'm sorry to say that, but it just felt like you. It was a missed opportunity to really drive that point home of terror, because they're gonna go back now and tell everyone like we've encountered a variant. You know, we've encountered Walker that did this, that did this. We're gonna have to adjust how we do our walls. We're gonna have to adjust. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to teach everyone that this this is a thing. And yeah, I suppose that is storyline and that is okay, but like to me, I just, how terrifying impact, you know, where's so-and-so? He got eaten by a walker that hit him over the head with a rock first, you know? Yeah, something like that would have really kind of driven it. Where's, oh yeah, where's Elijah? Oh, he locked himself in a room and then these two zombies, one picked up a rock and broke the glass and the other opened the door. Yeah, and he got ripped apart by them. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Knife and fork, they're really sophisticated. I don't know. Like, season one, season two, season three, you had all these characters, and on a regular basis, anyone was going to die. And you felt that. Oh, God, I remember that fear fact. Like, literally, every time, like, a character that you liked had more lines than they should, or someone made a dumb decision, you were sat there going, ah, crap. And, Here and, we and, go. You, and you really felt it, like you really felt. It. Now the show changed, and and we had, uh, and, and I get it. You know, you want to keep the characters around that people like because that's why people are tuning in. No problem. And the show's evolved away from that kind of anyone could die at any moment thing. But I kind of feel like it's now gone too far the other way. There, there should have been an impactful death somewhere here. To make us all sit there and go, damn. Like, we're running out of episodes. Now, if this show is ending, and they're going to give us an ending, which, of course, is an entirely separate debate, then is the ending going to be, here's a big group of survivors that we've known for a while, living happily ever after in a place called Alexandria. The end. I have a horrible feeling. Yeah. That it's going to go down the... And they all live happily ever after. But when you're in a zombie apocalypse and you now have this new variant that's managed to wander its way down from Atlanta. Yeah. How do you ever have a a happy ever after? Because you're now going to have to make walls that slope out at 45 degrees. They can't climb it. Yeah. You're going to have to take all doorknobs off of doors. Yeah. You're, you know, there's so much that's going to... By re-adding these variants into it... Yeah. They've now suddenly... They've actually given themselves another season or two's worth of material. Yeah. But they've only given themselves five episodes. But, but this this is the problem, is they've given themselves that, and they're going to do the spin-offs. You know, we, we discussed yeah. why I felt spin-offs are happening, not a season 12. And the more... The more we go down episode by episode, the more convinced I am that that's the reason. Um, because yeah. there's, there's story there still. There's oh, still, and, and they're just going to spin that story off. 
the thing the thing that I feel is sad is the reality is the finale of The Walking Dead is not going to feel like a finale of a show and I, I've expressed that fear before I know you yep. have I know people on our Discord server have voiced it it is just a case of we're going to reach the end and it's just going to be a setup for all of the spin-offs that's yeah. all the finale is going to be there's going to be no feeling like I've watched 12 seasons of a television show and it's ended and I have that feeling of an ending um, yeah which which is going to be sorry 11 seasons which is going to be very disappointing I think that's going to be the saddest part for me because I feel like I should be finishing that last episode yeah absolutely devastated that yeah. this is now the end and like 11 odd years of watching this show yeah and everything that's come with it and the character stories that we've been through, the people that we've we've had and we've lost, lost and all yeah. this. I I should be sat there at the end, like genuinely like, oh my god, I can't believe this is the end. Yeah. Like I can't believe this is happening. And yeah. I feel like actually, yeah, it's gonna be a case of we're gonna watch it and we're gonna go and on to the next one. Yeah, which which has been my fear for a little while, but we will we will see. Um, we are, you know, that was episode nineteen, so we are into the end game now, people. <laughs> uh, but mate, that's all my notes. Did you have anything else you want to discuss from the episode? Spoken Hornsby Milton's is it? No, I think that is everything. Brilliant. Um, a big thank you to everybody for listening. Continue to support us on Walking Dead Wednesday. Uh, you are literally the OGs of this podcast, so thank you for sticking with us. If you want to get in touch, you've got all the usual methods via any of the social media or via email. It's sam or stefan at stuffandthangspodcast.com. You can also join our Discord server, get in touch via any of the social media platforms, and we'll send you an invite link. I've on there, literally just posted one out on Instagram. So for the next seven days, that, that one's link valid. Will be valid. Okay, perfect. What is our Insta address for anyone who's not on there currently? It is stuff underscore and underscore fangs underscore podcast. So cool. stuff and fangs podcast, but put an underscore under each of them because you're not allowed spaces. Nice. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, look out for us. Get in touch. If you want to discuss all things Walking Dead, you can. Uh, we are back talking about various other things and various other shows. Our next show this week will be Andor, which is the Star Wars show uh, exclusive to Disney+. Plus. But until next week, for The Walking Dead, you all take care. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.